Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Poetry Gods Poetry Hour podcast. Psych! <laughs> People see me, but they just don't know. What I told you, cousin. People see me, but they just don't know. People see me, but they just don't know. What up? My name is Zora Neil Hertzum. AKA uh, Young Fetty. AKA Don't Fuck With Me or My Mama. AKA This is Easy Fines. And I'm so hyped, me and my three selves, to introduce the other half of my heartbeat. Here, coming to you live, the Gillespie to my Charlie Parker. But really, your names are. To name a few. In the Young Archive. Susie Knuckles. AKA. Ethnic Bethany. AKA. Nose Ring Nancy. AKA. John Coltrane. AKA. Carmen Sands Diego. Anita Manita. AKA. I think that's all I got right now. I remember like just the OD era of Susie Knuckles, like the height of Susie Knuckles. And then fine. you got the, the brass knuckle mugs. Yeah, one of them broke when I left New York. No. Damn. Which one? The white one. Damn, that was my favorite one. The white one had gold get, brass knuckles. We're gonna get back to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, look at that. This that was good, right? <laughs> hey, what's good, everybody? Uh, but first, you know, this episode is brought to you by... Uh, oh, you're true. A lot of different liquors. <laughs> yeah, we got multiple liquors. You're not wrong. Liquors in abundance. And by liquors, we mean, you know, just like church-going vibes. Oh, like, facts. Yeah. Oh, facts. Mean we're all going to church. Very facts. The new chance just came out. You know? So yeah. praise... Uh, feeling very, very... Yeah, if you're listening this summer to this podcast, we want you to go back to that Chance album. <laughs> you might have just put it away by the time you're listening to this, and we say, no, take it back out. Coloring book. Coloring yeah. book. Yeah. Actually perfect for summer. Yeah. True. Very true. Uh, podcast brought to you by Hummus. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. John's the Hummus, Hummus Emporium. Emporium. <laughs> true. Damn. I'm working Call on my craft. <laughs> Like, also, I have talent, but talent is not enough. John, John is being humble. You He's know being I mean? modest, yo. He's being very humble. He's also added pesto to the game. Yo, fam, he set us up with this pesto and some French bread. Ooh. And when I tell you I've not been the same since, what was that, Friday? I've just Saturday. not been the same Saturday. You crave it? I mean, I'm upset. You know, every time I wow. walk in a space and there's wow. no hummus by John. Woo, hummus Ooh. by John. TM. That's the bread. That's the bread. That's it's lit. Uh, America, I know you're listening out there. Look out for hummus by John coming to your local bodega very soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a bodega bread. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Bodega's <laughs> not, can't if find the cat's not else. sitting on the no. bread, we can't have the hummus Woo. there. Can't know. do it. It's not <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, before we get into this interview, I think we should play uh, our favorite game, leading to our favorite segment, and that is... What's 
On your mind. I'm so mad you had it. H. Wow. What's on your mind? God. It's very disconcerting to hear that. Disgusting. I think like Family Guy had the one of the greatest episodes when they got into that. It's like what? Like it's so bad. So I was on the A train today. Of course. And um, I also I realized like one of the reasons I'm very happy that I moved to the South is that I'm like old D claustrophobic. Like Mm -hmm. it's pretty bad. And so being on the train while I lived here was just like horrible. Like why did I do that to myself, you know? But I don't think I really knew how bad this shit was. Anyway, I'm on the train like ah ah whatever, I'm gonna make it cute. Um thankfully it's an express uh-huh. train. No, anytime I walk in a situation that I'm like, uh, I'm like, ah, whatever, it's cute. You know, like I have to decide that the shit is like cute or popping or you know, finna be turnt, and then I'll be okay. <laughs> uh, this includes readings, classes I teach or have to sit in, etc. The DMV. Um, but I'm on the train listening to Galant's EP Zebra from like 2014 okay. who was in his class yeah shout out to NYU hey. um, and I see this baby it's like little toddler little little homie toddler and with shell toed Adidas and he's looking over at this other young shorty toddler mm-hmm. and she's just like looking up at the sky not bothering him and he kicks his leg in her direction and he's looking at her like uh, like look at me and he's just like kicking his leg and she's like no and she's just like looking up at whatever the, the brand, the ads, and he's like, she's not paying him any attention, but he's so desperately wanting her attention, and they're both like five at most, and then she leaves with her mom at J Street Metrotech, and the little boy looks on at her like longingly, like, where did she go? Aww. No, and I was so like remiss. I was like, oh god, I hope he meets her again when they're older. Craigslist oh. misconnection. Oh you know, it's like the Yo video by Chris Brown. It is like the Yo video by Chris <laughs> Brown. And then like some other people move and I see the little boy's mom and they look smack the same. <laughs> the mom and the little girl. They look smack the motherfucking same down to the high tight up bun. Like it, the same. Baby hair the same. Eyes the same. And I was like, wow. And I feel like I always return to this. Like, we're just little animals running around looking for our parents. And we're like, very, are you my mothering to everyone? And then the little dude was like, mom, cookies. And she was like, no. And he was like, well, okay. <laughs> and not dealing with it very well. And then doing that thing that kids do where they're like, I hate being buckled in a seat. <laughs> and like, but you're ineffectual because you weigh 20 pounds. <laughs> You can't get out of the seat. So that's been on my mind, like, the minute frustrations of children mm. on the subway. And, like, what if that was the OD love of his life? And, like, mm. he just knew. And I just hope they find each other again. Like, mm. I'm really upset about this. He flashed his fresh sneakers at her and she didn't even look. He kicked yeah. so many times with his kicks. And then one fell on the ground. Oh. And his mom was very frustrated. But do you feel, I don't feel like there's only one person for everybody. We were talking about this the other you know, day. Yeah. I feel like, and then I didn't, I, I forget who said this, but I think it's an old saying where mm-hmm. they say, you know, to, to find love, you don't find love, you unblock the things in your heart that prevent love from wow. entering because it's everywhere. That's mm-hmm. OD. I love that. Yo, and I was and, thinking about, yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. but I was thinking about like, I was walking around Brooklyn today and I was thinking about like how people think they have to be with someone. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself like, 
when did love become like a requirement mm-hmm. like a thing that you have to check off your list like I, I have to be with her I have to love her right. I have to it's like you don't have to do shit except grow up if you're lucky and die, you know, that's the requirements of being a person is that you like grow and then you cease to exist. I think also you can have a faithfulness to a particular image of what love or your poems or whatever is supposed to look like mm-hmm. and, and that prevents what it actually looks like from occurring. Yeah, which you is know? always more lit than I'm, you thought. Man, like early on in, uh, in my relationship, I remember feeling like, uh, oh man, you know, like just asking myself a lot of questions and what helped me is that I, on poems that I've written, would not ask these questions of the poem at such an early stage. Mm. I was like, I'm trying to edit this relationship before mm. I even allow it to become what it is meant to become and what it's supposed to be. Right? And that's like a type of curation that I was putting onto the relationship yeah. uh, that was preventing me from discovering it and was taking me away from whatever moment was happening. Because I was mm. like, is this, is it, is it good? Is it not good? Is it good? <laughs> Is it not good? And we were talking about this before the podcast about just like who's listening and if they're liking it and if right. they're not liking it. And I think there's a part of me that likes to refrain from that yeah. discussion because I'm really like, nah, like I'm having a fun time right now. I'm having much too <laughs> and much And that fun. is like the thing that I want to be more loyal to than anything else. Cause yeah. Because uh, yeah. you got to be. Yeah. Like I feel it. but And I don't think, I think, well, we were talking about this getting breakfast before recording Jive's podcast. And we were talking like, um, well, I think for everyone it's different, right? Mm. Like, again, always back to the subject. Like, I think for some people there is that one person that's Mm. like, man, that's your, that is shit. Y'all got made with each other in mind, you Mm. know? And like, but I think for me it's like, nah, you know? I just don't think that that's true. Cause it's not it for me, and I don't know. I'm, I'm, but I'm interested to to figure out like, I do. I'm interested in having like a person who's like, nah, but you're my, mm. you're my whole steez, babe. You know, like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Yeah. I'm waiting for the person I like buy carpets with and shit. You know, mm. like I want to buy carpets and That's I want to like adopt bit. kids and like you know have a host of plants and mason jars. <laughs> like I want, I want it all. And lots of incense, like an unlimited supply of incense, like someone subsidized my incense. <laughs> you know, I want that. But, yeah. To me, when I think about that, I think it's it's a choice. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's impossible to know if there's one person for you or multiple people for you, but I think you kind of get to decide. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, my homies who are very committed. Like, I'm thinking about... Um, two friends of mine who are going to get married in October in particular. Yeah. Shout they out like, to Jose's two friends. Hey, friends. Shout out to them. You know married what I'm friends. Yeah, they're about to be very married. Or like my, my other friends who got married last October. October's a good month for marriages, apparently. October's a good month. It's because it's not too hot and not too cold. Yeah. yeah there it is. Uh, but both, both those couples are like very much in love with each other. And like if you saw them, you'd be like... <laughs> You'd be like, this is some corny ass shit. <laughs> You'd be like, y'all are corny as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not that that's a bad thing, but no. but it's also like they they choose that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like they could. It, it's not that like they 
they're no longer attracted to other people because I'm I'm almost certain that that's not true. You know right. what I'm saying? Like fly people are still fly. They still exist. They still exist in abundance. <laughs> <laughs> so many fly people. We live in New York uh, City. That's not true. You know, and well, if you well, if you live even I've in Mississippi, I've lived in many places and there know, are very fly people. Yo, that's true. New Orleans, that's true. It's rough. Uh, it's true to maintain any kind of yo, relationship. Anyway, was, I had difficulty. Oh, I'm not even with nobody. Difficulty. I love that. Uh, anyway, the point is, um, but they they've like closed that window. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they are no longer interested in looking at those possibilities. And so for them, it is one person, and that one person is it. You know what I I'm like saying? That. But it's not that they couldn't open up the window at some point. It's just that they've decided together that that they're not interested in that that Mm. at this moment in time Mm. it is one person for them and that's it you know what i mean so there might be other people floating around but they're not looking for them they're not checking for them i like that it's because i think when you keep choosing the person you're with all the time it's not because like you've like lost your eyesight and can't see that other people (laughs) in the world are still fly but like despite the fact that other people in the world are still super super fly and you have your eyesight you still Yo, what I love um, so much, I was listening to um, Stevie Wonder's um, songs in the Key of Life album. I've been listening uh-huh. to it, like, you know, my, my choice songs, right? Like, Knocks Me Off My Feet, As, um, uh, Saturn, and um, uh, Isn't She Lovely, right? It's so, like, all those are on that album. And I was listening to Saturn, and I realized, like, the kind of love I'm down for is the kind of love that he has for the planet of Saturn. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know... Um, like let's go to Saturn, you know, where there's rainbow moonbeams and orange snow on Saturn. You know, people live to be 205, um, and people, you know, there's no cars because we've learned to fly on Saturn. Like I want, I want that big good love, you know, mm. where it's like let's 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 ditch this joint, let's let's ditch this popsicle stand, you and know, go to Saturn. Then I wonder about it though, because I think. That type of love always looks good until you're in it. You know what I'm saying? Really? And then, and then I think. And then the I think. Big it could, good hoopla. I think it could be. You know what I mean? I think. I think like. I don't know. Again, reflecting on some of my friends who are in these big good mm-hmm. types of loves, I look at them and I'm like, damn, y'all look kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're not supposed to say. You know what I mean? But I, I kind of think. But you feel it. But I, I kind of look at them and I'm like, damn, y'all are spending your whole Saturday watching HGTV and, uh... I don't know. That's not boring. Could be very lit. Could be very right? lit. Could be very Except lit. for some of our friends who really love HGTV. And I love yeah, We have a couple friends, too. Who are diehard. What is HGTV? Home and, and Garden Home television. television. That's right. I do think... I will say this. I don't think it's something... Very lit. I don't huh. trust it if it happens, if, if that wealth of emotion that is in that song just happens to you. I think yeah. for it to be sustainable, you have to grow it. And there's know? that word, sustainable. Anyone you know who has what? something big, it begins as a seed, and people think of relationships as this thing like, oh, you'll know. Like, no, you yeah. actually <laughs> you don't. Know. You grow. You there's grow together, and you build That's together, true. and you communicate. And, yeah. that, and through that, you grow as you do in any endeavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, this, I, I, it's not that they... 
their choice <laughs> their choice of activities is boring. <laughs> it's just that I like think about my own life and I'm like, damn, I'm having so much fun. Like, <laughs> and why that's would true. I stop having so much fun? But you know what's interesting? But I think that it does fun. change. You know what I mean? Like I think mm. that possibly within that big huge love, you're like, wow, like this is also fun. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like in I don't know. I feel like I have so many big good feelings and big good loves, you know, that like but but I do want eventually like to wake up next to somebody who's just like, "Hey dude." And I'm like, "Dude." <laughs> exactly. How are you here still here, you know? <laughs> so, I'll pick you back on that for yeah. what is on my What's mind. On your mind John? Uh, on your there's mind. a poem John says, that is on my mind yes. that Honestly, it, it, it pretty much stays on my mind. Talk about uh, it. And Is it's, this a Jason It's a little man? ditty, and it goes like this. It's called <clears throat> The Surface of the Water. Oh, I love this poem. Love it. The surface of the water has properties, tension, behaves differently from the rest of the water. If you fell onto it from a height, you would bounce. The surface would reject you. Wow. Say... I'm a solid too. <laughs> we can't both be here. Huh. But then the rest of the water would accept you, hmm. take you into itself, pull you down away from the surface, saying, I'm sorry, I want you. Hmm. Come in. Hmm. Mm. Damn. I love that poem. Why? That's a beautiful poem. That is a very beautiful poem. I... I love it because I apply it to so many different parts of living that it almost feels mathematical. Mm. Give me an example. How what you perfect mean? it is. So, of course, it just checks out from the beauty of the example already and picturing and kind of anthropomorphizing a body of water. Mm. But I think it also uh, speaks to the... Uh, inevitability of certain defense mechanisms that keep us from allowing people into the insides of whatever it is that uh, that we're guarding, whether that be right. ourselves or whether that be our art, mm. uh, and how oftentimes a first impression is not the only impression. Mm. Uh, and I can think of a lot of great friendships I've had or great you know, loves I've had where that like the surface meeting is the least uh, it is like the most introductory form yeah. and that there and I've felt that way like I've felt like the water I've looked at something and been like hell no I'm a solid two right. <laughs> you can't be here you can't be here but then there's something deeper inside of me that uh, that I trust that says wait uh, and come back and I want you and come in yeah. and there's something uh, very unlonely about that poem mm -hmm. uh, and so I feel like it deals with like the unlonely. instincts I like unlonely like, I like that yeah one. it deals with the instinct to push away and also the inevitable backlash of pulling someone or something towards you I also think about it in terms of writing hmm. uh, and how so many times when I sit down to write and, and as a young writer, I think I felt this more because I didn't know how to name it. Mm. But I will write inevitably, you know, either a whack poem or three awful lines. And I have the option in that moment to close the book and mm. say, oh, I'm, you know, like the muse is not available to me today. Huh. 
And and if I continue to write, all I'm going to do is prove to myself that I'm a fraud mm. uh, because I, you know, like say I'm a writer, which is of course ridiculous, you know. Yeah. But that it's such a patient poem, and I think it says, "Don't trust the first pushback that you get from your own self." Wow. And I feel oftentimes like the extra five minutes I've spent with a notebook has been what has grabbed me and pulled me closer to a truth that I didn't have quite have the words for yet. <clears throat> that's beautiful. Um, yeah. So that's why I love that poem. Wow, wow. And uh, if you liked it, I don't even think I said that's the author. Five. It's Jason Schneiderman. It's from a book called Sublimation Point. Uh, mm. And honestly, all of his poems are uh, really good. It's and you should channel. check them out. Yeah. 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 Very dope. Jose. Yeah. What's on your mind? Word. A <laughs> uh, couple different things. It kind of changed for me. On the way over here, I was on the, <laughs> I was on the train. I was like, which train? No, I was on the G train. Oh, oh God! The, the mythical. Not a real train. <laughs> Not real. I love the G I was, train. I was. <laughs> it doesn't exist. You always get a seat. I was. Do you? Because it doesn't exist. Because it doesn't. Because it's, it's in your mind. I was out in the. In fairy tale land, I guess. Uh, I was on the G train, and then I transferred to the C train to get here. Um, and I, I was listening to music, and I was in a bad mood because uh, I've been in a bad mood the last couple of days. Is Mercury uh, in retrograde? It is in retrograde. Mercury. That's why oh, all shit. the bad dads are mad. That. Bad dads. I know That's a couple true. other bad dads who are mad. Um, I'm one of them. And so I was thinking, and I was trying to figure out why. I was like, why am I in a bad mood? You know what I mean? Like. Nothing in particular is bad. I just kind of, like, feel grumpy. <laughs> uh, and then I got off the C train, and I was walking to exit, and there was this couple. <laughs> oh, God. This is, like, the most teenage shit ever. <laughs> they only had enough on their Metro card to swipe one person through. <laughs> so, uh, so... The young man was on one side of the bars, and the young lady was on the other side of the bars. Oh, no. And, you know, I'm walking up to the, you know, to exit, and he looks at me. He's like, yo, you got an extra swipe? You got it? And, of course, I'm like, yes. Wow. <laughs> because... I thought you were going to be too grumpy to tell yourself. I regret. Immediately, I saw what was happening, and I was like, hell yeah, I have an extra Good. swipe. Nice. Uh... And actually, I had two extra swipes because I swiped her through the first time, and she like messed up going oh. through the through the what? thing. What girl? Yeah, the, the the thing was acting funny, so she was oh. pushing and it so wasn't not going. Her fault. Okay. And then she stepped back and she pushed the whole thing through, and I was like, "Damn, there goes that swipe." So I had another <laughs> Metro card, luckily that had you know the right amount of money, and so I like swiped it through again and Aww. you know I don't know where they went hopefully mm-hmm. they're having a good time wherever that but I, you can probably write that off on your taxes next year good night hey might need to do that but yeah so I'm, I'm also like thinking about uh, about love and, and the particular type of desperateness that comes with love you know what I mean shit to be like on one side it. And huh. your lover's on the other side, and you're like, yo, like, we gotta find somebody to get you. <laughs> we gotta get you through. Yo, I love when I've been there, though, like, in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously not at the time, but, like, I remember, like, my first big love, right? Like, this, it was like, ah! You know, like, I'm 19, and I'm like, ah! 
<laughs> you know, what? like, because I didn't think anybody would love me, you know? Mm. Like, I was like, I didn't think that would happen. Mm. I was just like, ready to bounce around, you know, a little half awake for the mm. rest of that love time. Mm. It was sad. But, um, you know, and, and I just remember like, eating at this diner. You know the one. Oh my gosh. All the fucking every night, yeah. you know, clogging my stomach with pancakes and bullshit, but it's like Shout out to 14th love, Street. Love, shout out to Good know. Stuff Diner. Yo, also, <laughs> double shout out to Sugars. Like, yeah. that was the in the cut boogie, like gross where I ate disgustingly. This and is like, before you were in love? No, this was the big good love. This was during the big good love. And this like, is in love. Oh, dude, this is like swoon. Yes, I'll eat eggs. All the only <laughs> exclusively, you know, like, <laughs> and and I just remember like the train so heavy, you know, mm. and like getting on the train to go to, like to my big good love, and for the big mm. good love to come to me, and like, yo, how did you feel when you were on the train and you were on your way dude, to your big good love? When it was love? good, yeah, I felt like amazing because wow. it was also I remember feeling so like unwieldy in New York. I was just like, man, I wish I like knew where these trains were going to mm. i wish it felt big you know i wish it yeah. felt meaningful to go to a borough you know because like, we're in the we're in downtown you know which is kind of like this weirdly pseudo ahistorical place because there's no neighbors you know right. but like if you go to washington heights that's neighbors if you right. go to like and then you know i find myself at the end of the a-line with like neighbors and mm. there's like ocean and so like to get there it always reminded me of the train on Spirited Away mm. where like Sin or Shihiro is going with no face. If you haven't watched it you need to pause this podcast and go watch. <laughs> Buy it, watch it. Spirited Go ahead and what? see it. I haven't seen it. Okay, oh, I'm Jose, you need stop to recording. Hey, we'll be back after the <laughs> hour break. Yo, almost, almost gonna tell you to be serious about that but I really like this podcast. It's beautiful. So it's, you might cry. I right, definitely right. need to see it again. So we that. need to block out a night right, and yeah. some. Dude, there's issues. a character called No, no Face, face. <laughs> and the only words he says it. Except when he's vomiting. Yeah. People. I don't know that we're really selling you on it. That, anyway, that, that wasn't maybe great. the best okay. No, but Yanni, shout out to Yanni Lo um, from Poets House. She was wearing a sweatshirt with No Face character on it yesterday. Oh, that was a fly sweatshirt. That's she know. has one. I know. I know. It's, I'll ask her where she got it. But okay, go ahead. So being on the train always reminded me of that because it's an A train. It would cross over the body of water to get you to the end of the A line. Right, right. And I just remember feeling like on the best days, so magical. You know, I was just yeah. like, I'm going to go see my big good love. Mm. And I got to leave the big ugly city to mm. go to my big good love who will have like shitty Chinese food for me. <laughs> you know? I won't sleep. Like I, that, that whole two months of big good like the entry to big good love oh. is like oh can you tell the yes i can stay up were? until six in the morning were, and i say this out of deep love for the two of them they were really gross <laughs> <laughs> like how we told you was gross like yeah. we went to Safia's dorm and we like it was just, when i had the round kitchen table yeah hey. and we sat at the table and you figured it and out and they told me they had news <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking Yo, at them waiting for the announcement. Dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Safia. We have news. <laughs> she was like, what? This was the dorm in Chinatown. Yeah, Lafayette. With the round kitchen table and the brass teapot. That you hot glued back together. That I soldered back together. Soldered. Ooh. My bad. My yeah. bad. No, no um, shade to your practice. No, it's cool. I tried to hot glue it first. It didn't work. That's true. Um, and they said, we have something to tell you. So I'm looking at the two of them. 
for them to tell me what they had to tell me, and no one said anything. So I keep looking at them, and they're like <laughs> gradually getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's how y'all did it? And then she went, oh my wow. god! <laughs> wow! And you made us tea. I did make you tea. Yeah. That's very lovely. Yeah. This is disconnected. I feel like because of how claustrophobic the train is and yeah. how often it's a site for just grossness, <laughs> that it, it, it's also the place where I feel most deeply feelings of love you know what I mean huh. like when good things happen or yeah. when I'm on like that train to like my big good love right yeah. most most deeply in it you know huh. what I'm saying because they're the release from that yeah because and and even in the moment even yeah. when you're like damn fuck this train all these <laughs> fucking people touching me and this dude trying to so like even in that moment you're like yo but Really, I'm a chill. Yes. <laughs> this is what's this is like my my horse and carriage. You know what Dude. I mean? This is my shit that's carrying me to it's my. It's gonna love. make me not a pumpkin. It's like, gonna make me not a pumpkin. This is my fairy godmother. That's the A train. Right. Like I remember, I was with this one like incredibly beautiful woman who I was like, I don't know if she's feeling me. What? Ever, I don't care. <laughs> but like before I had to get on the A train and she too had to get on the A train, we went like grocery shopping. And it was after the event that I did for you, John, mm-hmm. um, the, the Poets in Unexpected Places. Mm-hmm. And she like had come through and she was like, that was awesome. And she's a dope was poet that night? too. Yeah. Oh, and we went grocery Someday shopping. Someday we'll talk about that event. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we went to the grocery store together, and I still didn't know if she was feeling me, whatever. But we, like, went grocery shopping, and I was That's like... That's some, like, committed bullshit. I mean, I'm saying, like... I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. something. Yeah. And, like, no, that's that's really intimate. You know? And and I was like, I think I want that soup. She's like, nah, but this soup is like the lit though. Like, Ooh. this is the one that you want. I was like, oh, you're true, you're true, true. I was like, I think I want those avocados. She's like, but those ones are like two for five, whatever, all shit. And like, you know, I was like, you know, you don't eat that cereal. She's like, yes, I love this cereal. I was like, that's mad nasty. She's like, you're stupid. You know, like, and just being mm. silly in the grocery store mm. and then going on the A train and like talking about poop. Like, I don't know. It's very important <laughs> <laughs> This is not where I saw that going. I was, I was with poop, you. poop. I, I think poop is important. Until I wasn't. I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> poop is important. And being <laughs> too. And fuck you. Like y'all. to a relationship? No, just like to your body and being oh, yeah. alive. That's a fact. No, like, and to a relationship. Oh, uh, no, but right, like, right, it was important to me. Two things. Uh, when I'm on my train to that big good love is a book title. Mm. Uh, so I hope you use that. Yeah. Say, or else I'm hey, gonna steal America. That. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> John, don't steal it. America, don't, don't steal, steal it. it. <laughs> right, no, but that's your book, though. That's yeah. your book. When I'm on, on my train to that. My big you just have to say TM yeah. at the end so that people won't steal it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. TM. TM. You heard it first. <laughs> Second, Safia. Yeah. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? This is this is when we're gonna transition into the interview portion. Question. Safia, what's on your mind? So I was thinking about that. I took. I just got off the Megabus uh, a few moments before this gathering, mm-hmm. um, and I was eating hot Cheetos hey. on the Megabus, which are two things that I do often. Mm-hmm. And at some point, so I didn't, I didn't have any tissues with me. And at some point, you know how hot Cheetos get hotter the more you eat them, yeah. Yeah. Yes. and how you can't just stop eating them because they're so delicious. Yes. So at some point, I'm like, my nose is running and I'm tearing up, and it looks like I'm crying. <laughs> 
And the guy next to me is, is like a little troubled. <laughs> I don't have anything to like wipe my face on, so I'm just embracing the moment. And I can't stop eating these Cheetos because there's like drugs in them or something. It's like, so addictive. That's true. And so I, I like got to thinking that if there was ever a moment where I was in public and I really needed to cry. Hmm. All I needed to do was to like go like get a bag of hot Cheetos, wow. and people would be like, "Oh, like she's not crying; she's just eating hot Cheetos. It's fine. We don't have to bother her." That's amazing. Yeah. Also, so, had, life hack. I had that same experience on a mega bus from Chicago to Cincinnati, Ooh. except instead of hot Cheetos, I was watching The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> on my phone, and Mufasa died, and the guy next to me was like, uh, "Are I you did. okay?" I of course. So there you wow. go, America. Two, two important life hacks. If you need to cry, you can either go watch The Lion King or start eating some hot Cheetos. You know if you do both, I think they'll cancel yeah. each other out and then you're just crying. Then, you're then you might not just, ever stop crying. Yeah. yeah. You just might keep crying. You just shrivel up and explode into a puff of dust. <laughs> yeah. That's <science. laughs> science. So when... When Prince died, oh. I know it's too soon. I know. You also by this point, it'll be a beautiful thing. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yo, your article on that was like, thank, I'm, I can grieve well. Mm. My mom is now saying that I have to give her royalties every time I write about her because I'm like making money off of you her. You are making mad bank off of Safa. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Safa. Hey, Safa. Best yeah. roommate ever. Yo, <laughs> you're really the plug though. Like, thank hey. you. Uh, but so that weekend, so all right, so Prince died on a Thursday. He did. And then Lemonade dropped on a Saturday. It did. Yeah. And so I like had just thought I like I cried for forty eight hours straight when Prince yeah. died, mm. and I took like brief breaks to take a nap, mm. and like <laughs> I like showered sometimes, but it, it's all kind of a haze. Yeah. Um, I watched Purple Rain on mute, like on a loop for a while because yeah. I wasn't ready to hear his voice, but I needed Yo, to see his I face move. I couldn't hear his voice for hours. Yeah, like, nah. But so then I like thought that I was like all cried out, like scientifically speaking. <laughs> and then lemonade dropped and I was like, I can't cry anymore. There's like no more liquid in my body. Yeah. I, I cried so much that I legitimately got thirsty, which I always thought was only a metaphor, but that actually can happen to you. No, it does. So I was like like drinking this gallon of water and watching <laughs> <laughs> and crying some more. Uh. So I think maybe if you cry enough, you will shrivel up. Yeah. And explode into a puff of dust because there's no more liquid in your body. No, I feel that. I, I got mean, halfway through that research. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I love, though, like, when Prince died, like, I um, was taking a nap. Like, I hadn't slept in in, in weeks. I've become a morning person. I didn't tell you this. That's so weird. I've become, I wake up What's at it like? six and eight. You know, I see some interesting things. The other day, so living in Mississippi, it's, like, a place laden with history, right? And, like, I was walking to work. I got up at five, so I was walking to work at six. And um, I feel like the ghosts down there wake me up a lot more than they did up oh, here. Yeah. Like at three, I wake up every night at three a.m. Full stop. Like no matter what, I like look around and go back to sleep. I don't know what it is. I feel like but, the ghosts up here are like quieter or yeah. muffled by other things. I think they're muffled mm-hmm. by the buildings, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But in Mississippi, there's you. There are ghosts just walking around. I feel like I feel like in my house is a bunch of ghosts, mm-hmm. and they're real mad I moved in because that house is eighty six years old. So. What bitch was living there 86 years ago that looked like me? No one. We have um, ghosts in my house, and my mom calls them a jama'a, which mm-hmm. means, which translates to like, like the group. The what? The wow. group. Like the people, the community, I the like homies. That. How do you say it? A jama'a. A jama'a. I like that. Huh? Yeah, yo. But like, I walked past this like, Confederate statue that was erected in 1907 oh, by the Daughters of the Confederacy. And there's like a soldier on top of it who's saluting something. And for nine months, I'm like, what the f- 
fuck are you saluting? Like, <laughs> what is it? You know, like, I would walk past it every day. I would listen to, like, every nigga is a star and be like, I don't care what you're saluting. Yeah. I'm, I'm throwing saying, up yeah. middle fingers. Um, <laughs> you know? And, and I would just be like, I don't care. In the back of my mind, I'd be like, I really care. You know? <laughs> and I'm walking, and it's, like, after Prince died, after Lemonade drops, and I'm, like, on FaceTime with Jason. Shout out to Jason Smith. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like... Episode one of the episode podcast. Episode one. Go back, check you know, it out. deep cuts. And, yeah. like... Um, listen to it, and I'm like, Jason, what the, what is he saluting? What is he saluting? And it's only because it's 6 a.m. Do I know what it is? And it's the dawn. Wow. He's saluting the rise of the sun, which is just like the song, like, and mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Like his truth is marching on. He's saluting the dawn. And I never would have known that if I was asleep at 6 a.m. Wow. I would have gone the rest of my life not knowing. But he is saluting. I was like, what? what is over there? And it was like, all the light is over there. Mm. He's saluting the dawn, dude. And like, it was in those mornings after Prince died, I would wake up and I would listen to Prince's um, performance on VH1 where he does a cover of Sweet Thing and then he lets the audience sing it and it's just it's just perfect and he Did sings you hear the one that Nubby sent us his last ever concert uh, in Atlanta where he covers Waiting in Vain what oh, I have it on my yeah. phone we'll listen to it later it's wow. shout are you ready to, to cry hydrate we're gonna cry <laughs> no, I got that gallon of water over there I've been ready to cry since nine months ago <laughs> so what you wrote about Prince, will you tell us about it? It was um, it was a Facebook status, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then, Kamon, shout out to shout Kamon. out to Kamon Felix, who graduates today and tomorrow. Um, she freelances for Teen Vogue, so she hit me up and made that connection, and they ended up publishing my long Facebook status. Um, it was really beautiful. Yeah. So Which is really beautiful. Go look it up. Please. I was thinking a lot about. The only, I guess, similar moment was when Michael Jackson died, but I was also a lot younger than yeah. where I, I think I was like, I was maybe 18 when Michael Jackson died, which is like grown, legally speaking, mm-hmm. but like at that point in my life, I was still like not super grown. So mm-hmm. it, it was, it was a sad moment for me, but to be able to like fully mourn someone as like a grown person was, is like a, a new and different experience. Um, mm-hmm. So Prince, for me, is so tied to a lot of my early memories with my mother, mm-hmm. where she, you know, my mom was, like, a very hip, young person, and she, um, <laughs> <laughs> and she, like, I don't, she, she was the plug, where her, my grandfather would be working abroad, and my mom was growing up in Sudan at the time, and he would either bring her records or they would go like to Saudi Arabia or to England or something over the summers and my mom would buy records and she would make tapes in Sudan and like go sell them to her classmates. Wow. Um, literally. Wow. Like, yeah. So OG cool. plug. DJ Safat. <laughs> ones and twos. Wow. <laughs> um, Mixtape DJ. So she had and for every record of hers, which and she still has a lot of them, which she recently rescued from this like little storage unit in my grandparents' house, which is a dark and terrifying place where <laughs> I've never been inside, but it's it's always such like it's such an important it's called al Mahzan, which is like the closet, the storage unit, whatever. Um, and i've I've never been inside, but it's where all of the important historical artifacts are stored. and that's where mm-hmm. all my mom's records from her childhood were. And she went looking for them last year, and they miraculously are all still intact, which makes no sense considering the fact that Sudan is hot as hell. And <laughs> they've like been in this closet space for like my entire lifetime. And they're not 
warped. They're not scratched. They're still like all in their little paper sleeves. Wow. Um, which she all labeled with her name in the year that they came into her possession. So the one that I was thinking a lot about at the time was her Purple Rain record, which mm. says Safa 84 on it, which is the year that she got mm. it. Um, and it still works perfectly. We like wow. listen to it in the house all the time. Wow. So that was sort of my starting point when I was trying to figure out how to mourn Prince with words, is just mm. imagining my mom encountering Prince for the first time. Um, mm. As you know, a young person growing up like in a pre-coup Sudan, and what that would have been like. And that's sort of the version of Sudan that I imagine all the time because I've never seen it. So to imagine my mom, like, 17 years old, listening to this, like, weird little alien creature man and being just as in love with him as I am is, like, mm. a really... Weird little alien creature man. <laughs> he would love Also, that. like, me too. Well, you know? that's, and that's what I was going to say. is like, I think one of the ways that, like, you and I bonded, mm-hmm. honestly, like, when I moved here, and... And really at BNV, even though yeah. we didn't talk, but I remember like I was. Remember you boo living outside of my dorm room? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I remember you walking in um, with Merck mm-hmm. and just being like, oh, they're beautiful. We're gonna leave. You know? And like, he was so chill about, you know, my little 17 year old don't know how to behave outside of her house <laughs> self. That's what BNV is for. Uh, apparently. Yo, nobody to warned me. Nobody warned me that Brave New Voices was just like, Hey, we're out of the house, guys, and we're gonna like do poems and also like you're cute, you know, like that. That's the that that was the tone of the event. Yeah. No one on my team let me know beforehand. I was like, what's it like? Surprise. They're like, you're just gonna have to experience it. <laughs> Shout out to all y'all niggas who didn't help me. Wait, are there like bad chaperones at BNV? No, I was a bad chaperone at BNV. Oh, well. <laughs> I guess by bad chaperones, I mean chaperones who are like turn a blind eye to being in someone else's hotel room. I don't morning. know that it was a turn Not a to throw BNV under no, the bus. No, I don't think like it was turn positive. a blind eye. I don't think it was turn a blind eye at all. It was just very much like, hey, you know, be accountable for the person you want to be because these are mm-hmm. probably going to be your colleagues for the next something, something odd years. Uh, I think you know? it's, they made us sign contracts on the yeah. DC Youth Sign team <laughs> oh, saying really? that we wouldn't have sex while we were at BNV. Yeah. So we were like legally obligated oh. to <laughs> my team. Really? Like you think they could have sued I saw, you? <laughs> I don't know what the law is, but like in my like seventeen year old mind, I was like, oh, well, like I signed paperwork. So right. <laughs> like, they didn't say that, but I, I was very much work. like, you know what? At the time, like I had never like, had sex before, so I was like, you know what? I'm not about to do is be that person that's like, oh yeah, I lost my virginity at poetry conference. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the people listening who lost the video. You're awesome. And you know what? Like, I wouldn't. Are we shouting them out? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're shouting them out if you were safe and if you were respectful and if consent was a priority, we shout them out. Yes. And, and Anywhere for, you find love, we shout you out. We shout you very out. Fair. This you is know, very fair. This is And also, I like, I'm, so, right. sort of the allure of BNV as a first-time attendee of BNV is that you've spent your whole life thinking that you're the only person who is weird yeah. the way that you are weird. Yeah. And then you go, and there are like, legitimately yeah. like 600 other kids that are weird in the same way. Yo, I remember just and a lot I was of them crying. Are I was like, oh. wait. Yo, I remember meeting, yo, shout-outs to Brentley Caballero. You're the, you're the one. You're the plug, right? Of, uh, from Austin, my Texas. Nascent, you know, 17-year-old, like, people exist who are fine and read you know I was so confused and I remember meeting you 
and you were reading Khalil Gibran's The Prophet. Oh and the and the fucking week before, I was listening to the Boondocks. I was watching the Boondocks, and Huey Freeman in season one, episode ten, I want to say, was quoting um, Khalil. Oh yeah, was was quoting Khalil Gibran, and he was like, you know, your pain, like your pain, is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. Only by breaking it do you discover your true self. So nurse the sick, like nurse your pain, and like tend to it with with kindness and tranquility or something yeah. like that. Shout out to Khalil Gibran. Yo, shout, shout out, out to that dude. Also, if you're in Washington, D.C., there is a Khalil Gibran Memorial Garden. What? Which is very beautiful. We should go. So yeah. wait, yeah. before uh, BNV, where you find a <laughs> yeah. lot of people who you feel are weird in the ways that you feel you're weird... Who are we? Who are we looking at? Oh my bad. Weird and fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're right. Not just weird. Yeah. I, what about, I, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fineness is a I did a lot thing. of things. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there is like when people find might have stopped writing. And there were so many foreign <laughs> people out at all these poetry conferences. It was really offensive. Uh, before you get there, what like uh, who are you with then before hey, you this find is so foolish. kind of community or poetry? Um before then I was dressed in head to toe baby fat. Woo. Um, Shout out to Baby Fat. Which, like, I don't regret, to be honest. And I feel like it's coming back, so I have to see if any of that is still in storage, because I think wow. it might still fit me. Mm. Um, it definitely still fits you, dog. And I had a pair of... So I had two sets, actually. I had a, a earring, a hoop earring and necklace set with my name in them that a man at Wheaton Mall... Um, <laughs> used to like bend out of wire and then he'd put your birthstone and have it dangling from your name. Dear so God. I had the hoops and the so necklace. Fresh. I had them in gold and silver. Um, fresh. T- depending on like the accent color of my oh outfit my that day. Thank <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, And I was sort of, I was writing like, like fairly awful poetry, but, so I'd like never kept a diary really or a journal as a kid for like a couple reasons where I don't think I was really like a verbal kid. Um, I was very visual. I was like a, a visual arts kid for a long time. And even when I was, when I did start writing poetry, um, you know, my mom is like a very cool lady, but also at the end of the day, I'm from like a Sudanese Muslim family, um, and there's like some conservative tendencies that come with that. So I felt like if I were like to keep a diary or something, someone was going to find it and I'd be grounded for the rest of my life. Damn. And I was always grounded anyway, so like... <laughs> I was grounded at my first BNB. I couldn't I sleep in the dorms. I had to take the bus home yeah, at the end of the night, before. and I couldn't attend to any of I couldn't attend any of the ciphers. Mm. So my second BNB was my like real first BNB. And was that LA? The second one? Chicago. Chicago. Hey. Two thousand nine. Lord Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say the name of that place? <laughs> you set me oh, up God. for that. No. <laughs> Shot town all day, every day. A Buenos Noches. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so to escape sort of this like the impending grounding that would happen if my mom found these poems that I was writing about boys I would I traveled a lot with my family as a kid so I accrued a lot of hotel stationery so I would write most of my poems in really really tiny handwriting on hotel stationery this is awesome what? Because I felt like if, if someone were to find like a pad of hotel stationery, no one would look at it and be like, "Let me like investigate wow. what writing is happening on this." Because no important writing really happens on hotel stationery. So that's how I used to hide wow. my poetry. Hold up, hold up. 
So out in all these different hotels, there's all these lost the lost bars. They should leave them there. Gems. Yeah. Wow. Hey yo, all the Marriott. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get. You got. Poems. You got like yo auctionable yes. bars. Cause, Cause, this shorty about to change the entire fucking game. So like, but you already have. Right. I mean, in my humble, unbiased. Right. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So you're, so you're writing poems and just leaving them. Are they poems at the time, or they just? They're, they're intended to be poems. A lot of them rhymed, um, which is. What got first. you writing poems? Why poems? Well, your grandfather. Well, yeah. So my grandfather mm. is a poet. He writes in Arabic. He has many, many bars. Hey. Um, and he also is amazing because he has memorized most of the things he's ever written and he's like I love this like an like an older gentleman you know mm-hmm. but like has written all these poems and has most of them memorized still which is love amazing mm-hmm. um, so that sort of has always been like in my vocabulary of ways that people write mm-hmm. and also I was there were like several moments where I had to write poetry in school for an assignment and like my teacher told me that I was good at it yeah um, Shout out to those guys. So, yeah. like, thanks, teachers. They were also, like, the first time, I think, was, I was in, I think, the third grade. Um, and I don't remember what the assignment was, but I wrote a poem about a cat, and it was in the shape of a cat. Ooh, so, yeah. I wish yeah. I still had that. Like, I, I feel like if I were to publish that today, it would be truer to my actual poetics than whatever <laughs> it is I'm writing right now. Um, and then later on, and I... I feel like we've talked about this before, but I think I was in the sixth or the seventh grade, and we were reading the Odyssey, but mm-hmm. like an abridged middle school version of the Odyssey. And the assignment that we were given, instead of writing like a book report or whatever, we had to choose a chapter of the book and mm. summarize it in a poem. Mm. And then whoever wrote what the teacher decided was the best poem would get to read it at the Greek Week assembly. Um, Greek Week. Greek Week. <laughs> Greek, that's very fun to say. Greek week? Greek yeah. Week. yeah. <laughs> it also sounds like some fraternity shit. <laughs> Which I'm, you know, skeptical of. Yeah, right. but this well, version of Greek week was like... The Kappas. A, a, <laughs> the Kappas and the Bi And the Skirt. And the Broke by Brokes. Yeah. You got it. That was the... I was born into that fraternity. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I live in that house. <laughs> I'm the motherfucking like, who wore the shoes? <laughs> Kanye, do I smell new shoes? We don't got it. Him, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, week, yeah. yeah, so I wrote a poem for about the chapter on Nausicaa, which is the mm. princess that saves him when we, he washes up on the shore. Mm. Um, and he sees her and her maidens, which I assume are like her homies. Um, like playing ball I don't know what kind of ball maybe they're playing like softball or something I don't they're not they don't really clarify in this abridged version Def of tackle football I don't, yeah possibly like, like to kill though like huh. I will kill you with yeah it's tackle. just like Nausicaa and her maidens playing ball was like how it was described so I don't know too ambiguous maybe basketball yo they were dead <laughs> that's what it was and that's how the plot of love and basketball came to be yeah from <laughs> Wow. I didn't know that that was the <laughs> that was based on a Greek play. That's I mean, nothing's I, new. You heard it here first. <laughs> Go back, watch Love and Basketball, and see if you can make the connections. So then your family was, do you feel like they were supportive of you in terms of writing? Like, because as a result of the embracing of your grandpa? Or like, they, there was like a rubric for a family member? 
it didn't come until later on where so I joined the DC Youth Slam team in 2008 um, and I I think I like showed up to the tryouts thinking that it was like an open mic or something I just was not entirely clear mm-hmm. I didn't know what Poetry Slam was same um, I was like kind of talking to a guy who was like a spoken word or slam poet at the time but I didn't I thought he was some kind of like avant-garde rapper that just like didn't know my purpose <laughs> I'm dead oh wow Avant-garde rapper. <laughs> hey, that's how I'm gonna start introducing myself now. Wow. What's up, y'all? My name is Jose Olivares. I'm an avant-garde rapper. You know what I'm saying? I don't rhyme on purpose. Nah. <laughs> hey, wow. this this how it goes. <laughs> I'm an avant-garde rapper. Yo, that sheds a lot of light. Wow. I was so you completely were, confused. Right. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. But that's wild. So you just showed up. You were like trying to holler. <laughs> so I was already like. Talking Hollering. to this dude. I was like, the hollering was had been done and was, was successful. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> My game is cold, man. That's right. Hey. Since day one. Okay. But yeah, I was like writing, I guess, poems at the time, but I had never felt any inclination to read these poems out loud, and I didn't know mm. that that was a thing that people did. So mm. what he was doing by like reading these poems out loud was just such a like a different world for me that mm. I made no connection between what he did and what I was doing. Mm. So I like show up to this tryout, which I again like kind of think is an open mic. I was not very clear on what was going on. Right, right. Um, and you I made, made the, the team. team. I made the team. Amazing. Did he make the team? No, no, he didn't live in DC. This was like okay. I was in different area clubs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yo, your game, you're like the Malcolm Gladwell of the show. Oh my god! The the fucking 10 plus hours genius. 10,000 hours. And. (laughs) (laughs) You're 10,000 hours. You're a master of my craft? You are. You know you are. I mean, fuck, yo. By the time I met you, I was like, shorty got it on lock. Understood. It's, I mean. Can neither confirm or deny that. I know. This is amazing. Uh, (laughs) You made the team. Shorty did not make the team because he did not. You know, he tech was not allowed to because he was not a DC resident or right. like something. Very good. So you made the team, and were you like skeptical? Like, what what happened next? Were you skeptical? Were you like, what what ha- what what was your reaction to making the team? I well, I didn't really know what making the team meant right, because I'm still like not clear on like what a slam is. Yeah. So, and I think sort of. What was cool about the DC youth poetry community at the time is that it was a really small and, like, I guess this is not cool, but it was, like, small and, like, underfunded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have a lot of resources, but I think because of that... I had a lot of heart. Yeah, we had, we were, like, scrappy and we were the underdog team the or whatever, but we also were, like, not... I can't stand you. <laughs> <laughs> we were not being trained, like, with competition in mm. mind because we were, like, a really... We were like truly like a little group of oddballs, you know. We were like the weird kid at each of our high Y'all schools. Y'all were, yeah. <laughs> no, I know this team. from Los Angeles. Because like our team was so different, and mm-hmm. that like they were only thinking about winning, you know, for the most part. Like, and shout out to all y'all. Y'all are wonderful, but like that was on their mind, mm-hmm. and I was like, what is winning? Mm-hmm. I don't win. What do we win? Is yeah. what is there, you know? But I think that was like. 
we were definitely all the little weirdos, but like the, you could tell this is the one place where like you know the shine was to be had. Yeah. And I think you know they wanted to shine. I get that. I but think I just that never didn't occurred know. to us because like, well, also even the way that we were being trained, and I was only able to realize that this was different when I continued right. participating in slam, and I had coaches that were like training us like we were athletes or something, you know? Girl. Um, so to look back on the fact that we were like mostly just hanging out yeah. and like doing yoga. And I don't know. Like, <laughs> we Do would like go to like the and flea market juices. together and yeah. we would like Yo. cook together <laughs> and like sometimes write, but we mostly just have these like really trippy and profound conversations that would sometimes end up as poems, but they would be poems that no one else got because you really like had to be there for the conversation right. to know what the poem was about. Y'all were going to make like the OG pre Lil Wayne um, pussy monster poem. Yeah, I, think. I remember because they're like I don't know. It was like a documentary. It was called Pussy poem. Bandit. Pussy Bandit. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just about like those little ridiculous dudes at these conferences who are just like, "Hi, everyone who's a woman, <laughs> I exist." You know, and I see your pain in your poetry. Let me heal you. Yeah, let me. Oh, let me oh, heal you. Oh, 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 shout out. Oh, shout out. Yo, if you are that dude... Shout in. Shout in. <laughs> there's, a, there's just a different way to do it, homie. I know what you're going for. I get what it. What are going for? I understand. It walked us. Because to me, it sounds like they're trying to swindle somebody. Okay, it sounds like that too. You're just an improper salesman. Like, you don't know what you're really selling yet. You know why? Because you're like 18. You know, you don't know is what the product is, you know? You, you're not a product, boo. So, like, you don't need to swindle me. You could just say, hi, my name is such and such and you know I have a, a insatiable want to talk to you and I'm sorry <laughs> to bother you no, wait, can I just say if somebody said they had an insatiable <laughs> want to talk to me I'd be like oh shit <laughs> you <laughs> see I'd be, be concerned well you concerned? I might be my like, game oh, too is, is 10 years off, in the but, making yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I wouldn't be mad right. I wouldn't say man this is inappropriate right so like as long as you're not mad, as long as it's not inappropriate, mm-hmm. it can be weird. This is my favorite. It segment. would just have to get better within <laughs> the next there. line or two. Well, you know, let's say, let's say, let's say you're ball. nervous. Right? <laughs> let's say you're nervous because you're 18 you're and, you're all, and you're all elbows and ankles, right? And you don't know your head, your head from your toes, right? And like, you know, you're at the porch game, ah ah ah, and you think that like, oh, if I, you know, spit some wildness about women. Oh, no. You know, that they're going to like be like, oh, my God, I need to go help him because he doesn't know about me and my inner truth. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Well, but I think a lot piss of people off. A lot of like this era of like young poetry slam attending youth who want to spit game mm-hmm. just like are not trying to do the full extent of the work. So I remember after a slam and which I'm sure I did like a sad poem. I don't remember what the poem was, but I was like, how old were you at the time? It. Probably sad. Probably Sad, like 19, 20, 21. Anytime before oh, yesterday, our era. probably I was okay. sad. Yeah. Go away! <laughs> anytime before yesterday. <laughs> so this dude comes up to me after the slam is over, and he's like, you know, that poem you did, that was like real sad or whatever. It was real deep or whatever. Um, my name is Lionel, and after I get out the army, I'd like to take you out to dinner sometime. <laughs> That sounds like a very sweet. That's James very sweet. Right? But like, that does not sound inappropriate. <laughs> hey, shout out to Lionel. When you get out the army, 
me, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> it was real sad or whatever. It, it was, was real, real deep. I love both those moments. I like that. Him, him walking or over no, I love Oh my it. God, it was so sad. <laughs> no, I love it. So, I love, yeah. You know what I love? I love um, in LA when I was about, you know, anytime wow. not now aged <laughs> and doing poems, which brackets me between 17 the 16. first era of the twists. The first era, of the, oh yikes! Twists number they one. They were different. They were different. They were they were sad twists. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was, once it was braided a, a, twist a lot of, of red strange. yarn into it, but then it was too heavy for we your neck. We did. It was. You know, we we did a Frida on my head. We bought some red yarn and I still have a lot of that red yarn. Yeah, yeah. And then when I shaved this. the sides of my head for the first time, we all went. I you, still have me. a yeah. lot of those twists like wrapped up in a donut in red yarn. Uh, yeah, mega diamond, and I think Lowe was with us yeah. too. Like all went that to the barbershop that has like the karaoke thing in the back. It was unfortunate. The dude who shaved my head, he also gave me a lollipop and also asked me to go see Batman and I said um, no. Wow. With uh, him or just like wait, in general? With him. It oh. was weird. Wait, wait, <laughs> go see Batman and come back and what tell him how it was. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so if I'm in LA and I'm like spitting poems or whatever. I loved when um, you know, at the time, mostly men would approach me. And I remember women at the time actually being like, yo, you family? And I didn't know what the fuck they meant. And I was like, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, they were like, no, I mean, are you? I was like, oh, yes, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, men would come up to me. And, and in typical L.A. dude fashion, especially black dudes, they'd be like, yo, you, you sound real smart. <laughs> <laughs> you know mad words, huh? <laughs> Oh, like you know mad words. Like, huh? I saw you up in. I saw the shorty's you, literate. No, <laughs> you learn how to read. <laughs> yo, this has nothing to do with that. But once my brother complimented me on Twitter by saying, "Yo, you sound like you read mad books." <laughs> oh, oh, they said they, they were like, "My brother talks like he reads mad books." Oh, <laughs> that works. That's really precious. It's like that skit in the Boondocks where he's like. You know, like, yo, I, yo, you read? Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, did you just congratulate me on reading? And the other dude's like, yeah, that's real hard, I mean. Like, it's really difficult, I mean. Like, you know how to do that, I mean, I mean, not me. I think that's you. I think that, you were a voice actor have, for a I second. I might have turned into that right. dude. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Right, so, right, but, like, you're in D.C., you're on the slam team, you're doing yoga with the weirdos who no. are beautiful. And fast forward. Yeah, so like NYU. Word. How did you get to NYU? Did you know you wanted to come to New York? I've all, I've decided that I want to come to New York fairly early in the game, and that my time in DC was just like killing time until I was grown enough to go to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as NYU in particular, so and I don't know if we ever like covered this, but so I Ooh, I like so I love magazines. I love like especially like really shitty like. Oh yeah. At the time it was like. Like teen magazines, like, and then like now it's like fashion it. magazines. And I like yeah. I love magazines, mm-hmm. you know, because they're like disposable literature, mm-hmm. which makes which like makes it easier to calm my brain down. Yeah, mm-hmm. between moments, it's why I also like the Food Network. Oh yeah, yeah. Chopped yeah, is your yeah, is your it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I read in one of these magazines that the Olsen twins oh. were at <laughs> cover this. Yeah, yeah, were at. Um, 
a college at NYU called the Gallatin School of Individualized Study where you can make up your own major. And that was like my takeaway from this like segment, which I'm sure was about like what they were wearing on right, campus right. or whatever. Just like, that I was like, like oh, that's way. wild. Like you can make up your own major. That sounds like a way to not attend class. If yeah. For them. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, that was my takeaway from that. I was like, all right, I want to go to NYU. <laughs> And, you know, like a couple years later, it came time for me to apply to colleges. And I applied to NYU and I think like three, like two other schools, which I chose because they were near New York. Yeah. Rutgers um, was one. I got right? a full ride to Rutgers, yeah. which I was almost going to go to because NYU took a while to get back to me. Wow. That's fair. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so was this around the time when you were writing poems about ODB? Not to say Not that yet. that has stopped. ODB <laughs> po- When I started writing poems about ODB was... I would say that was my sophomore, starting my sophomore year at NYU. Yeah, you're true. Yeah, it was the the Union Square dorm. So I what? Remember. So what? What? I, the, your poems about ODB were my introduction to, to your work, <laughs> you know, uh, some years ago, and I feel like just hearing the way in which you're talking about Prince and just your relationship to you know musicians that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming you haven't met, but that you have deeply personal relationships with. Like, what was it that was personal that, that made you kind of, like, latch on to ODB mm-hmm. and, and feel the need to articulate? So, I think it was a revisiting of ODB at that point, um, because Wu-Tang was also one of the first, like, hip-hop acts that I'd ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I think they sounded like they were having so much fun all the time that that's yeah. what made me like hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And I like, and then, you know, I was like a grown up and I spent, or not even a grown up, I was like in high school and spent a lot of time like listening to Pretty Ricky and Lil Bow Wow. And like, Pretty Ricky, like, <laughs> Blue Stars. So, yes. So, okay, so also, I baby had, bash. I bought I love that story. album. I love the story. I yes. bought Blue Stars with my babysitting money. God. But I bought the, <laughs> the clean, clean version. version. I didn't know there were two different versions. I bought the clean version. I don't know how you listen to that. The clean, which one? Story. The clean go version. Ahead, well, I didn't know there was another version. Okay. Go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And then I didn't hear the dirty version of Blue Stars until I went to college. You mean the real version but of Blue Stars? Then it, listen, that is still very difficult for me to listen to. <laughs> no, fam, listen. So my LA experience, <laughs> only the dirty version of Blue Stars. Guess, that is very graphic. Go ahead, Jose. It was. <laughs> The first album I bought was a uh, 400 Degrees by Juvenile. Oh! <laughs> that was such a good first album. <laughs> Might tell you a little something about <laughs> a young poppy two times, two times. Oh, <laughs> no, but I also did not know there were two versions of an album. Yep. And so the only. I bought it off the strength of <laughs> of back that thing up. Oh my god, valid. <laughs> but it was back that ass. It was so, but I was just confused because there were so many curse words that I had never heard Dude. curse words. Yo, for me it was on a, yeah on this album before, and I was like, wait, it's not back that thing up. It's well, back that ass up. They still do this anymore because I feel like I don't buy CDs as much with like the clean version and the unedited yeah, version. Oh, but they would like, even when in the case streaming. of the Pretty Ricky yeah. album and, and like a lot of albums of that era, they would like re-record entire songs and change yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. But the thing with the, the clean version, the Pretty Ricky album, a lot of lyrics made absolutely no sense. No sense. <laughs> we can so I was like, oh, touch, touch. Yeah, I was like, I'm 
sure this is like a sex thing that I don't understand. And like that's why these lyrics don't make sense. But like the lyrics like objectively just made no sense because they threw in whatever rhymes. A lot about bathtubs and bubbles. And there were hold on. There was a Playhouse especially. They had to change so much. Touch, touch, touch. We can lay you on the couch and just just. But also that's very lit. But for us in LA, it was like you would go to the Loyola dances, shout out to Loyola, all boys Catholic school for like black and Mexican motherfuckers. Like that was Loyola, and we'd wow. go to the Loyola dance. And like, I remember the first Loyola dance I ever went to, I'm in seventh grade, and they're playing like, you know, Grind on Me. Which and was the, Grind with Me. Well, on the radio. Well, <laughs> They switched on to wit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Preposition makes like a whole we're difference. In the kitchen. <laughs> Preposition is the world, yo. Yeah. What? English what? and they preposition. Come on, Ron. Ron, 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 Get up early and grind with me. Like, wait, we lost, we lost we track. Lost, we you did. were you were talking about the Wu Tang. No, we were talking about the Wu Tang. We're talking about prepositions. <laughs> this is this is the very literature right now. No, 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 it'll get us back. It'll get us back to old right, it'll, it'll get me. us back. But yes, <laughs> grind um, with me. Hold <laughs> up! Hold up! <laughs> They don't love you like that. Wow. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready now. So I, I'm trying to remember what it was that made me even revisit Wu-Tang at that point. Because I remember what it was. Can you remind me? Because yeah. So, like, I remember you writing about him, but then I remember, like, a very whack slam coach saying, like, write into your misery. And then, you like, we were doing that, that for a while. So like it was, so nice. remember, actually, it was when the Wu-Tang name generator was being circulated on uh, Facebook. And Childish Gambino got his name. Yes, exactly. That's, that's right. Wow. So, and it, I remember it giving me, like, not great aliases. That's also how, like, Susie Knuckles as an alias came out of that experiment. But I remember sort of, like, revisiting Wu-Tang at that time. And then just, like, you know, like, going on Wikipedia or whatever and being like, it okay, I, Wikipedia. like, know what these, like, I know what these guys sound like, but, like, what is the story here? Yeah. And then really latching on to, like, particularly the, the tragedy of Old Dirty Bastard. Mm-hmm. Um which I think at the time was everything that I was like excited about being an artist, but also everything that really scared me about being mm. an artist. Um, this idea that you can become, and at, at this Please point, tell us. so sort of being like freshly post BMV, where I had for the first time met people who had stage names. Um, and would introduce themselves by that first, who were like not being called by the people that they claim to be closest to, mm-hmm. by the name that like their moms called them by, which mm-hmm. is so wild to me because like I only have one name, I don't even have a middle name. There's like I'm like really only named Safia. Mm-hmm. So to have these people who would like, I think it's cool and empowering to choose your own name, mm-hmm. but then to entirely become that new person that That's that name scary. contains at the expense of the person that you used to be is such like a fascinating and terrifying thing to me, and I think. Old Dirty Bastard is sort of the, I, I don't like the poster child for that, where I think he like lost, he, I think there's sort of a divide 
that we have to balance between like our personhood and our art- artistry. And I think a lot of people who we like historically think of as geniuses have given up a part of their personhood to like be able to transcend to that next like sort of superhuman level of artistry mm. but it's always at some like profound personal cost which is why yeah. they end up being like martyrs in the name of art or whatever mm. yeah. and I think like you know you have like your Amy Winehouses your Michael Jacksons your Princes but yeah, like for yeah, me that yeah. was like the first one for me was Old Dirty Bastard who mm. I think like like sold Russell Jones to be able to be Old Dirty Bastard entirely and I think yeah. that's what killed him and I think like I watched the eulogy that RZA gave at his funeral often it's like one of my favorite videos on YouTube yeah. um, and like it's not as like sinister as it sounds it's like a really beautiful speech right. um, but he talks about it in that speech where he says you know like Russell used to like walk like with his back straight he he Describe Russell as monk-like, you know, where he would like walk like with his back straight and like arms behind his back, um, and was like a really like profound and thoughtful and quiet person. And then when he became the old dirty bastard, which is the phrase he uses, when he became the old dirty bastard, he had like a lot more fun, a lot more things, um, but like he lost who he was. So I, I still think about that a lot, but I think it was sort of a new thought for me at the time when I had decided that like this poetry thing was what I wanted to do with my Mm. life and how that would like cost some of your personhood sometimes Mm. and like what Z was talking about where we had a coach who would really encourage us to like write into our trauma in a way that was not healthy to lose ourselves and like I think the reason one of the big reasons that like you and I gravitated towards each other was like an obsession with people who were obsessive. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, for me, because for me, my old DB was Charlie Parker. Mm-hmm. Like, and still is Charlie Parker. And, and Stonewall Jackson. Yeah, yeah, on 52nd Street. Yeah. And, like, for Charlie Parker, he had a bunch of names, too. And Bird. Yeah. You know, you call him Bird. And, like, when he died, um, he died in this, like, weird white lady patron's house. Like, the Baroness de Koningsberg. Like, her apartment. Mm. And he died watching this, like, comedy thing. Mm. And, you know, and they, the coroners thought that he was 63 years old, but he was 34. Like, that's how much he had ruined his body. Yeah, he was 34 years old. And, like, people would call him Bird, and people started tagging. I want, get, this, I want this to be my next tattoo. People started tagging all over the city, Bird lives, Bird wow. lives, Bird wow. lives. And, like, but he would go by Bird, he would go by Chan, he would go, and like when his two-year-old daughter Pri passed away from pneumonia, um, he was in Los Angeles and he was writing these telegrams, I've still never written about this, I was telling you about these Um, he wrote these four telegrams and he was like, to his wife, and it was one every hour, and his wife was like losing it she was like, stop sending me this shit I'm in the terrible place, and he was just like, indecipherable shit but he would sign off with a different name every time Mm -hmm. he'd be like your your husband Charlie, your husband Chan, your husband Bird, you know, like, and he would be like, my name is Bird. It's nice to be here. People have been very nice to me here, you know, like, it just, I mean, and it's wild. But then you're also Charlie Parker, and I mean, I never know. If, I I mean, I don't know, like, if that's ever worth it. Mm. If that's ever ever worth it. Mm. I was. <clears throat> I just had lunch a couple weeks ago with a poet who had a very popular first book, won a big prize, and uh, he was telling me that 
for him now, like he when he sits down to write, he also hears the voices of like all these different people. You know what I mean? He hears the voices of like all the different editors that like want poems from him. Oh, he hears the voices of like all the different presses that are like, where's the next book? Where's the really? next book? Where's the next book? Uh, Shit. And how it, it puts him in a state of like paralysis when he's in the like to the point he <laughs> he was like I've become a very bougie poet now. <laughs> he I was like, like I started a poem in Sevilla that I think I have to finish in Lisbon <laughs> <laughs> I love that you know what I mean <laughs> but, like, but the bigger story I mean, is that he has to leave the country to yeah. escape all these voices right. that have now crowded his process yeah. and to me when I hear y'all talk about you know, these folks who have created new people for themselves, you know what I mean, who have created alter egos in the truest sense where they have, like, inhabited a different person yeah. almost, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I, I think about, I think about that, I think about, I mean, I think about that with the podcast, about, like, how hard mm. it is to be here and, like, I mean, when I met your homie who did Poets House, what, what what's that name? Yanni. Yanni. They were like, you're the one who's you're funny. You're the funny you're one. The and I was like, I was like, damn, that's all I am. I'm just funny. No, I mean, I, I took offense to that because I think yeah. John and I are pretty fucking. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> we have many jokes. Right. I mean, I, very fast, very fast. But in that no, moment, you, yeah. you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, damn, like that was you. This, this is the shit that happens. I mean, you know and what you mean? know what? Puts them out in the world, and then they're like, yo, you're you're the sad pope. You're the da da da. I think that's why. Not, I don't know if it was like super intentional to this point at the time, but the reason I started using the voice of Susie Knuckles mm. in poems, it like, I promise you it was 100% a joke at first. I really just thought it would be a funny thing to do. Um. But it was also at a time where writing poem, poetry was just not fun for me yeah. anymore mm. because I felt really like married to my traumas and I felt really married to the sadness that I think people came to expect from my poems huh. at the time. Wow. And I think to write in a new voice sort of gave me permission to like, like still like tell whatever stories I wanted to tell, but I didn't feel sort of the requirement to like be like as sad or as melancholy or as traumatized as I felt like I had to be if I was writing with my own name. Hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, I feel like as well projecting onto you your projection of what other people think, <laughs> even if it's positive, Sucks. it is stunting yeah. Yeah. to your growth. I feel like at times when I'm like, oh man, I feel like everybody hates me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, like I'm a person. I feel yeah. like people feel that way. And yo, everybody loves me. Yeah. Both of those spaces are really, really hard to create from. Yeah. Well, that, because I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm wrapped up in what other people There's are so much thinking. obligation there where you don't want to let people down. And it's yeah. a really freeing thing then to say, okay, I'm not me. I'm speaking, you mm-hmm. know, like in the voice of this, either an alter ego or like in yeah. the voice. I remember, <laughs> this is stupid. And no, I love stupid. I'm not related, but I have like a really big family. Like my mom has 11 brothers and sisters. Uh, they all have like five or six kids for the most part. So I went to a lot of weddings as a kid. Sure. And, you know, it's almost like an intimidatingly large family. Shout out to any of you who are listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John's from family. Love. But my family was very like, like we 
are built on humor, yeah. uh, my immediate family. But we would go to these weddings and all of a sudden be just like nerdier, quieter, more nervous versions of ourselves because mm. we felt like we weren't like one of the cool families in the yeah, 11 or 12 wow. families. And I remember on, I had like a friend in high school and we were kind of like handing out nicknames and I got the stupidest nickname. He calls me J-Man. <laughs> I want to call you J-Man. I was there J-Man. So like a lot of like my boys from high school, if you're listening, they call me J-Man. Like my best friend, uh, Ox, who's in all my poems, still calls Ox. me, still calls me. He's like, J-Man. I feel like I know Ox and I don't. Oh man, he's great. And, uh, and you will someday. Okay. Uh, but, I remember it was upon receiving the nickname J-Man that we were going to a wedding and I just remember being like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, uh, J-Man is who is attending this wedding uh, and I'm going to, like, dance on the dance floor. Hey. I'm going to do all of my dance moves. I'm going to, like, say the extra joke. I'm going to yeah. try to loose from my perception of whatever I am as I fit into this family. Yeah. And, of course, like, the family was there to embrace Mm-hmm. the me that I actually was but it was my perceptions of who I was in that room that were in some ways keeping me from feeling fully realized mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I think that's sort of a liberating exercise though and I think like Facts. I still like I don't really sort of like write with the alter ego or whatever anymore but even in the way that I approach my everyday life I, I don't like being a person is like kind of hard for me you know, I think like maybe I like should have been a plant or well, something. Is, I, I never thought you were a person. When I met you, I was like, oh, man, this is an extra trip. Oh, I'm so serious. Right, man, I was like, well, we don't we don't people super well. Yeah, you know? it's like very hard. You and I really don't, especially when we're together. Like there's this picture of us when we're in Boston and we're both doing Ramadan. Big eyed brown girls. Big eyed brown girls, and we're sitting. Anti, shout out to Boston. Oh, I mean, no, oh, no, no, none. I mean, it was a, it was a fine week in Boston though. It was Last okay. it was the last days. Shout of out to Nick Hakim who yeah. housed us in his home and that and was made Boston bearable. Oh, hey. dude, and played guitar and like let us draw on his So we were just like everywhere together and like walking around pilgriming together. Yeah. If that's the word. Aziza had just shaved her head. I just shaved my head and it was like growing back and like I just remember us walking around like in tandem, in same step with like our headphones in, mm. like not speaking for hours. Mm. We and were sharing one set of iPhone headphones. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, that's not people behavior. I mean, like, we, but what I'm, I think more what I'm saying is that like we were just very content, I would say pretty quickly, mm. to not have to communicate or like with words even yeah. it was just like oh no and at four in the morning we rise and we eat and you know then we go through the day we and had a lot we, of oatmeal and chicken nuggets yeah from wendy's I love and chicken nuggets from wendy's oh dude still <laughs> Shout out to wendy's. spicy nuggets <laughs> spicy nuggets with sweet oh, and sour yeah. sauce yeah but i just remember people like approaching us like hey uh what are you <laughs> what is this you know, like what is this club <laughs> like, and and I there's You're a picture like, of us staring off into the same distance while listening to some music and sitting with our like ground. eyeballs fully out. Like. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. It's a great. It's on one. the internet somewhere. It is. But I think like so it, it's like very hard to be a person and like know what it is that like a person is supposed to do yeah. in certain situations. I feel like everyone was like given a memo at birth that I just missed out on. <laughs> and so I think like and like we talk about this a lot, but sometimes like the thing I need to do 
to make it easier for me to pretend to be a person when I got into the world and like go to work or like go to the club or whatever it is that I may God, be doing that day is like I put on a costume so I'm yeah. like alright like the person that I feel like would be able to maneuver the situation properly mm. like wears like black leather pants yeah. and like a dark lipstick <laughs> yeah. and like very sharp cat eyes so Goodness. I'm gonna put that on and I'm gonna like like channel my inner Disney villain mm-hmm. and it's gonna Ooh. make it easier for me to maneuver Shout this moment you know yeah. what I love about that and we, we gotta wrap up some yeah. <laughs> what I love about that is a couple episodes ago we had Paul Tran on talking yes. about how my love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Shout out to Paul Tran all day, every day. Yeah, you should go back and listen to that episode. You it was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Paul Tran dropped gems. Everything he says is a poem. Yeah. That's a good uh, one. Forever. A good poem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but one of the things that they were talking about was like, um, you know, you and it's it's wild to have you on the podcast because Paul was talking about seeing yeah. you and Aziza on stage in our cupsy at cupsy when we went finals. thrifting when we went all out yes and how and how Paul saw y'all on stage rocking what y'all were rocking and that was the that was like what gave them permission to be like yo like I can like when I like to wear to wear clothes is to stunt is to like be in rebellion is to be like against everything that is against me. You know what yeah. I mean? It's to be like, yo, you would like me dead, but not only am I not dead, but I'm I'm also be like, like wearing fur. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm also wearing like all white with fur. Like my oh. you fuck with me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. fuck with me. You Signs this that I love Desiree Bailey. Shout out to Desiree Bailey. Gotta get you on. Fly us down. Oh, sincerely. And what I love is fiction popping, poems popping. Are they one and the same? Of course, Uh, you know. Hair care popping. I mean, you know, I'm very few that can match her style, if any. And like, I remember her saying, like, she, she was at Brown, and she was like, you know, what's interesting is I saw some of like some people at a reading. I don't know who they were, whatever. Um, But they were, like, wearing not even, like, wonderful sweats, just, like, they exist sweats. You know, like, maybe they smell. (laughs) And and she was like, I don't know how you come to a reading and not honor it Mm. with all of you. You know, like, like, even if you're dressing down, it's not to say that you have to be, like, ha, you know, like, cabaret. But but everything can be a look. It can. And, like, to not embrace that is a missed opportunity. And to not embrace the moment of, like, I'm going to be able to speak and people are going to listen to me. And look at me. Like, Mm. that's part of the That's, like, part of it, too. That's part of your craft, too. They're looking at you. And it's, like... If it's just, like, your, like, disembodied voice reading your poem, that's fine. But you're there, too. Yeah, you are not neutral, and I think that's a. And do you remember old girl um, who was who told me my orange pants were distracting? You cannot wear orange (laughs) because I was reading a really sad poem, and she felt like my orange satin pants were too happy for my sad poem. She suggested she was like, "Oh, girl." And she was like, well, y'all could dress like me. Yeah. Boo. Oh, and I was, and we both, look, dun, I remember dun, we, were, dun. we were too polite and raised by our actual mothers to say, like, fuck out of here. But we looked at her like, okay. Well, but I and remember I was trying to explain to her, like, this is 
we're like not putting on this flamboyance like as part of the performance. Like this is like dead ass how we dress. And it's uh, like catch me at like my 9 a.m. psych lecture. It's I'm, be, I'm like wearing these orange satin pants. I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> and my leopard print socks and my gray joggers I and my orange, my yellow button up. I like that with my orange shoes. Like it will make no sense. We gotta. Yeah. On this note, on this note, it's been lovely. Yeah. Do oh, real wait. quick. Do we yeah. want to have Safia kick a poem? Do we want to get to this email? I think we're. I think we Can should delay the, the email. Or maybe oh, get can, to the email while I pull yeah, yeah. the poem because well, I forgot. How about while she pulls up the poem, we can say, uh, "You should email us your questions, ah. and we shall get to them yeah. yes. soon." Where email us? You should email us at email the poetry gods at gmail.com yes uh, email the poetry gods at gmail.com we email still think us. maybe Jose <laughs> got the poetry gods at gmail.com but and that was early on in I don't our, know. that was when we were in the excitement phase that I was, was not when we excited. were in the action I created phase. on Twitter I was like we got the Twitter we got the Instagram we got the you know what I mean? yeah. everything no it was great it was I mean, an you exciting went to the time store. Yeah. it's still an exciting time it's a oh. very exciting time I'm uh, very excited it's just not a lot more practical yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on our Twitter which is at the poetry gods you can find Aziza whose Twitter is uh, at Aziza Barnes yep yep you can find me uh, my Twitter is at J-O-S-E you gotta spell it phonetically it's so awesome at J-A-Y-O-H-E-S-S-E-E no, my Twitter is very confusing at, <laughs> at I am John Sands word uh, which and is also just a true statement yeah true and they're all on at the poetry god so if you look at the bio you'll find our twitters all our social media information and do you us a favor okay Please. if you're loving us and, and we hope you are and we're yeah. doing that you know we're really you know meeting up to do this as a labor of, of beautiful love like true love like a good big love please That's no matter who you are and you're listening if you like it and you have two minutes we're not we don't need your money right now but if you give us a rating maybe. on iTunes <laughs> Could maybe and leave a comment I, I, and I like hate it when I'm listening to podcasts and people are like please give us a rating and leave us a comment I'm but like, like, really like give yourself it. a rating and leave yourself a comment. Like, <laughs> you know like I, I get that it is a burden and it feels you know like what am I going to say for my comment honestly whatever you say is going to be beautiful awesome. yeah. we hope that you leave us a comment that you give us a rating it turns out that stuff really really will help us on yes. our journey Here, here's the deal uh America. (laughs) The poetry gods are trying to get into the new and noteworthy section on iTunes. And in order to do that, we need you to one, give us a rating, and then two, leave a little note. Be like, yo, the poetry god, the poetry gods are new and noteworthy. Are lit. Are new and noteworthy. Whatever. Are blank, 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 blank. Right, right. And yo, and the thing is, is that like, um, it would just be nice to do if you feel like upping your good karma. This is a means in which to do it. And there's a goal, right? You want to see, like, if we're saying that our goal is to get into new and noteworthy and you see us achieve it, you were definitely a part of it. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And um, so, until you do that, would you like to raise all your hands and feet and Please. noses to the great poet, Safia? Hello. Yeah. Yes, the great. I'm trying to... Okay, is these a quick Indeed. decide from... Yeah, okay. One, All right, while they're deciding, you know what I'm saying? This one. Uh, I'm going to kick these three poems real quick. This one, this one, this one, this one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. All right, no, I'm no, no. ready. Carla <laughs> oh, has made a decision. <laughs> yes, uh, and when Safia and I come together, we become one person, which is called Carla. 
Carla. Carla, yeah. which is also hey, Desiree's middle name. Hey. Wow. Which makes a lot of sense, I yeah. think. How about that. All right, beautiful. Uh, please put your hands together one more time for Safia El Hilo. <laughs> Um, so this is a new a new poem. Yes. Um, Exclusive my world premiere. Yeah, world premiere. This is the first premiere. time I've ever read this out loud. Hey. Oh, wow. So my friend Clint and I, shout out to Clint Smith, hey. did a 30-30, or like a 14-30. Um, and yep. this was one of those poems. And it doesn't really have a title yet, but it's written after a poem by the homie Denez Smith. Shout out, shout out to Denez Smith. Smith. Forever and always. Indeed. If you read this in red, maybe I didn't survive. Every day I go missing, one eyelash at a time, or sometimes all at once. And in the heaven for black girls gone away, we walk in and out of rivers and wear our good silks, our good brown velvet bodies dripping with sunlight. We sprout leaves and no one decides for us to cut them or keep them. We bear fruit and self-sustain. We tread water, we pluck the moon for our hair, and another grows in its place. We are sistered or unsistered, but never Mm -hmm. again to a dead thing. Somewhere a rope turns and turns, and our feet never touch the ground. Somewhere a song plays and plays and names us with each touch of a needle to our round black surfaces. And it closes with a line by ODB. I'm hanging out, partying with girls that never die. Y'all put your hands together one more time for Safia El Hello. Yes. Safia, you got a bunch of things coming out, right? You have an ODB chat book. I do. I have um, the, if you've read the Breakbeat Poets, New American Poetry in the Age of Hip Hop, I have a weird little long found poem situation there called A Sweep for Old Dirty, which Miel Books, which is based out of Denmark, yeah. is putting out as a tiny chat book nice. in the fall. Denmark? Oh, I didn't the know that. Country? Yeah. What? Uh, shout out to Denmark. Miel? Yes. Yo. What's a Miel? They're the, they're the in shit. Spanish, That's awesome. In Spanish, Miel is honey. honey. I love honey. There it is. All right, so ODB um, chat book ODB chat book and then another tiny chat book of as yet to be decided poems, also by Miel. Um, and then the full length comes out next spring Whoop. from yes. University of Nebraska Press and the hey, African hey, Poetry hey. Book Fund. And that is currently, after many, many title changes, called The January Children. Which is the, the best. Right. I love, what, what don't tell incredible. the people this story. Like, yeah, you'll find out in the book. book. Yeah. <laughs> and where should people find you? Uh, I'm all up and through the internet. I social media more often than I am an actual person. Um, <laughs> I am on Instagram as Safia Mafia. On Twitter, I tried to be Safia Mafia, but someone took it, and they don't even tweet. So I, anyway, no so on Twitter, I'm Mafia Safia, um, and you can find me at www.safia-mafia.com. And I just figured out how to put a contact form on there, so you can also email me through the website. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yo, thanks, homie. This has been Thank too you, good. Friends. Thank yeah. you, friends. It's so been much. wonderful. It's this been so lit. Really yeah. so, <laughs> Do you want to play the song? We're about to play the song. Now I also didn't know that we couldn't hear the song when he was doing the ad. Isn't it? It's my favorite part. It's, it's amazing. That's our secret.
over it. That's it. It's over. It's over. <laughs> That's the show right there. <laughs> yeah. So and-